0: When we showed up for the test, uh, we're really, really nervous. And I'm thinking in my mind, if he stalls, instantly they're going to have reservations about having him tested. And so uh, they pushed him out, and he stalled. You know, They said, oh, don't worry about it. Go ahead, give it a track. Try again. He stalls a second time. And so they decide to push start him. And boom, it starts up. He gets going. Uh, And he gets out on the track and this is probably the first time I saw Armani just whizzing around that track, and he was probably going about 105 at the time, 110, and he's 15, and it just seemed to be so natural.
1: Welcome to For the Love of Mesa, the show where you get to meet our makers, the people who make Mesa, Arizona the hottest hot spot in the Southwest. I'm Brian Nissen, and on the show today, the story of a very unique young man from Michigan whose name is inextricably tied to Mesa. There's a certain thrill from my younger days that I remember very well. After years of watching my parents drive I was finally in the driver's seat. I looked at the obstacles ahead of me with a grim determination and a wry smile. I gripped and re-gripped the steering wheel with anticipation. Then, with all the testosterone I could manage, I floored it. Within just seconds, I was going five miles an hour because I was in a bumper car. But that didn't matter. For the first time, I was in charge of speed and wheel. But after a few rides, I was off to find a churro in the Ferris wheel. But for some people, the thrill of getting behind the wheel never gets old. I now know such a person. Armani Williams, a 21-year-old NASCAR driver. In fact, later this year, on November 4th, at Phoenix Raceway, when the NASCAR Truck Series Championship race begins, Armani will be on the track, waiting for the green light. I sat down with Armani and his father, Del, at the Visit Mesa offices in downtown Mesa. Del told me about a fateful day at an amusement park many years ago.
0: We had gone there to actually play putt-putt golf. And Armani asked, uh, he pointed, he said, Dad, I want to go back there. And I looked back and it was a go karts. And so... Um, I took him in a two seater. We drove around, you know, smiling cheek to cheek, had a good time. And when we get out, he asked, well, dad, you know, I want to drive it myself. And so I, you know, asked uh, the, the, attendant that worked there and he said, you know, he's tall enough, um, you know, let him drive it. And so I did, he, he really couldn't control the car. He was, you know, really all over the track hitting one tire after the other. He just had really no car control because it was his first time driving anything forward. And then uh, from there, he literally would ask to go every single day.
1: So he just, from the beginning, he had this attraction to cars and moving and speed.
0: When he was younger, you know, a lot of kids were watching cartoons and Armani wanted to watch racing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know how it is. As a parent, every once in a while, you need a break. So if that keeps the attention, you go right ahead. (laughs) If it's it's safe and it's not going to hurt you, you go right ahead. Here's Armani.
2: It fascinated me just how fast those cars are going. That's what was cool to me, just the sensation of speed and right? how cool the paint schemes were and just how aggressive the drivers, drivers were and just making moves, things of that nature. It was incredible. And so, you know, my love for racing, eventually it got to the point where I kind of dreamed of wanting to be like those guys, being a professional race car driver.
1: Not long after, Armani began racing go-karts
0: competitively. Uh, the interesting thing is that he wasn't winning, uh, and, a, and a guy pulled me aside and he said, um, you need to move him up to the senior division. Now, mind you, the senior division of this series was this smaller, you know, half-sized NASCAR vehicle uh, called the Mini Cup, but this is with adults. So they go twice as fast, uh, and they're a lot more aggressive. They're grown men.
1: Wait, why did he say he has to move up?
0: Yeah. And so I asked him, I said, well, my son isn't winning. And he said, what's amazing about your son is he's, he's always in the pack and he seems to be very comfortable with other cars around him racing at high speeds and he doesn't get nervous. What an interesting observation. And
1: you're lucky that he, he spoke up to you.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And Armani, it's, it's remarkable that you have this very, very unique skill, but there's also something else that's special about you. Do you want to talk about that?
2: yeah so another thing that's special about me is that the fact that i'm on the autism spectrum you know i was diagnosed with it when i was two years old and you know really as a kid i didn't even know it at the time you know i I was just like any other kid in the world you know just trying to enjoy life the best i could possibly can um i think what uh I, i recognize is the fact that i was having trouble just connecting with people at least being able to socialize make friends and all that and so that's when, you know, my parents told me that I was on the autism spectrum. And that kind of opened my eyes as to what I had been experiencing all along throughout my childhood, mm. and so. How
1: old were you at this time?
2: I have to say I was probably like seven or eight.
1: And Del, did you, did you get the sense that he understood what that meant, or how did he internalize that?
0: I think what it did is it gave him an opportunity to start understanding um, uh, some of the, the the challenges that he felt that he was having, the thing that I noticed about him probably more than anything is he's an incredibly incredibly courageous kid, mm. and uh, when he learned of the diagnosis, um, you know, it didn't sadden him, you know, whatsoever. He was like, "Okay, now I know what it is," mm-hmm. and then he went to work. Uh, and so uh, I remember that like it was yesterday because it wasn't the response um, that we were expecting. Um, but he, he took this diagnosis and he just he went to work.
1: Armani, I, your, your father has used this phrase a couple of times that you got to work. What do you think he means by that? Do you remember getting to work and what were you doing?
2: Yes, researching as much about what autism was and what challenges we faced as much as I could. I I took the initiative to kind of get as much support and Mm -hmm. as much help as I possibly can. Just kind of, like, figure out, okay, this is what I've done in the past. How can I overcome this? You know, how can I get better at this?
1: By now, you might be asking yourself, what exactly is the connection between Armani Williams and Mesa? Allison Brooks, Director of Destination Experience and Advocacy for Visit Mesa, was also with us during the interview.
3: Well, we are the first autism-certified city in the entire nation. So um, that happened back in 2019. Really proud of that. Um, And so we have uh, 4,500 individuals, over 50 businesses that are all autism-certified so that when people come here, whether, whether they're autistic themselves or families with autistic kids, that they can feel comfortable and welcome to come here.
1: For Allison and everyone at Visit Mesa, Armani's story highlights something that makes Mesa Mesa.
3: You know we're city limitless, and that's our tagline. And so when I look over here at Armani, like you're limitless, you're inspiration to me. So it just made absolute sense that we would reach out to someone like you and to help you get across your platform, of course, of making people feel inspired that anyone can do anything. What's your What's your motto again?
2: Tell me I can't, so that I can show you that I can.
3: Yeah, I mean. When people come here to Mesa to travel, we want them to feel limitless when they come here, regardless of how they come here, whether they're fully abled or have disabilities, whatever that might be. I think about those families out there that may not feel like they can travel because they might have a disability or something like that. And we we want to take away as many barriers as we can.
1: The story of how Mesa became the first autism-certified city is also very personal to Visit Mesa. Here is the president
4: and CEO of Visit Mesa, Mark Garcia, the inspiration for us becoming an autism certified city was my son, uh, my son Mason, who's now eight years old, was diagnosed with severe autism at fourteen months, and it was a an experience we had on our own vacation. We go to the same Southern California city every year, meltdown after meltdown after meltdown, and we were made to feel uncomfortable unwelcome and The interesting thing about it was we weren 't necessarily made to feel unwelcome or uncomfortable. Uh, by other guests like us, but by professional, supposed professional hospitality staff at the hotels, restaurants, attractions. And I said, this is wrong. You know, I can't do anything about this here, but I can do something about this in Mesa. And certification means more than just being autism friendly. It's a certification that comes with substance. It comes with teeth. It's not just Creating a video and putting a sticker in your window saying you're autism friendly. It's a top to bottom educational platform that everyone who decides to go through it and 80% of their front facing staff. But we now have over 4,000 people who uh, live or work in Mesa who have gone through this top to bottom training platform. It's really about recognition. I mean, is, we're not talking about rocket science here. You're talking about basic fundamental hospitality, you know, and compassion and care. But I think there are some people who don't know what that looks like. And so this training allows people to see what the world looks like through the prism of someone who has autism. And it's kind of eye-opening. And for Mark, becoming autism certified has an important additional benefit for Mesa. When people find out about a place that's autism, quote-unquote, friendly, they flock to it and keep coming back over and over again. Uh, It wasn't just because it was the right thing. This was a good business decision. Back to Armani's journey to becoming a NASCAR
2: driver.
1: So, Armani, you get to this next level from the go-karts, which is the, you called it mini-cup, is that right?
2: Mini-cups. <laughs>
1: mini-cups. Somewhere in between a go-kart and a regular stock car, what's different? You get inside it, what looks different?
2: It's uh, a little more heavy as far as uh, chassis and weight and uh, a little more speed.
1: Was it during mini-cup that you started to move to the front of the pack?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it happened to be the first race I ran in the mini-cups. I led every single lap and won the thing you know, won my very first race. And, and those guys behind me were trying to get by me and they could not get by me.
1: Dad, how'd that make you feel to watch that?
2: I
0: remember that like yesterday because um, what they did is they brought a second driver because they weren't sure if Armani would be comfortable with the speed. So in case they need to pull him out of the car, they were going to put someone else in. He just goes out and wins. How about that, right? And then they decided to put him in another race. The second race he goes out, he wins again. So they said, okay, he's doing pretty good. Let's put him in a third race. So now he's starting to get a little local um, hype, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So the third race he comes out, they intentionally crash him because he started like, doing we really well. Right. Slow this guy down a little bit. Yeah, so uh, those um, those those were fun times. Those were the days where, you know, on a on a Friday, Saturday night, you know, we're – you know, packing up the, uh, the the SUV, putting a trailer with the car on the back, and we're hauling it across some cornfield in mid-Indiana just to get to the racetrack. And uh, back then, he probably only got up to my waist, you know. And so it's He doesn't just, even uh, yeah. have a driver's license. At that point, he did not. No, no.
2: driver's license,
0: yeah. <laughs> <No>. uh-huh. <laughs>
1: So that was the big breakthrough moment, where you were like, oh, he's something special.
0: It, it was, because um, that moment, it really demonstrated to him that he could win, Yeah. And uh, but it was the wins that he achieved in that series that got him the opportunity in the Truck Pro Series. Full-size stock car, full-size tires, shifting, now it's really, really serious. To make sure the
1: 15-year-old Armani was ready for the Truck Pro Series, one of the team owners asked him to take a test drive.
0: Again, at this time, uh, you know, he's never driven a race car that large. Um, Wait, never, he's never
1: s- driven a car car?
0: Th- he hadn't. Like, you know, we maybe dabbled <laughs> a little bit in a mall parking lot, but he never r- driven a race car. And, um, Did you la- teach
1: him how to drive a stick shift?
0: So it's interesting because when they called to ask Armani to test, um, it was literally gonna be that next week, so no time, right? The buddy of mine, he has, uh, he lives out uh, on the countryside and he has a lot of land. So I called my buddy up and said, listen, we gotta teach this kid how to shift. And so uh, basically we went out, uh, they threw Armani in the tractor, and Armani, we sat there and ate ice cream. And Armani just rolled around the property, mowing the grass. In a farm tra- tractor. In a farm tractor, trying to get used to near a farm tractor.
1: The day of the test arrived.
0: I'm thinking in my mind, if he stalls, instantly they're going to have reservations about having him tested. And so uh, they pushed him out and he stalled. You know, They said, oh, don't worry about it. Go ahead, give it a tra- try again. He stalls a second time. And so they decide to push start him. And boom, it starts up, he gets going. Uh, And he gets out on the track. And this is probably the first time I saw Armani just whizzing around that track. And he was probably going about 105 at the time, 110. And he's 15, and right then I knew he had a chance because, I mean, in a week's time, we've learned how to shift, get around this track. He's going fast. and. Uh, and I and it just seemed to be so natural, and um, he came in. They pulled me aside, and they're like, you know, we'd like to sign him, you know, uh, the race this season, and they did it on the spot.
1: Is it possible that your autism is your superpower?
2: Um, I would say so. I mean, I think with people with autism, we have a, a um, super, like, focus on things that really interest us. So with me, with racing, it was no different. I think uh, that's sort of like my superpower.
1: So how did you do in your first uh, truck race?
2: Yeah, so my first truck race happened to be at a uh, Toledo Speedway in Toledo, Ohio. Um, I think that day, I think we started like uh, eighth, you know, and, um, you know, we were working our way through the field. And, and then towards the end of the race, I think it was like inside with 10 laps to go, five laps to go. I ended up losing power steering. So when you don't have any power steering, you know you're having to work the elbows, the arms to just get that thing to turn. Sure. You know, and so I—it's I not easy. No, not easy, and it, it wore on my arms quite a bit because, like, it, it just would slide up, up the track.
0: Despite losing power steering, he actually took fourth place that day, uh, which was not expected. We were just trying to stay out of the way. Um, I can tell you, the next race we showed up. And the line, I still have a picture of it today. The line for the autograph for Armani was just something I had never seen before. I mean, it was unreal. Um, And that year he made nine of the races. Yeah, Five out of the nine races, he took a top five finish. Uh, And that's when NASCAR called.
1: Armani started his NASCAR career by racing in Canada's Pinty Series. He did not disappoint. And soon after, at Delaware Motor Speedway, Armani got his first NASCAR top 10 finish. There are surely more to come.
0: We never planned on this, but he did. And so we've just been there to support him as much as we possibly can. So,
1: Armani, how does it, your parents' support make you feel? Where would you be without it?
2: Just their, their belief in me, and when I told them that I wanted to be a professional race car driver, and they could have said no, they hopped on board. I, I could not be more thankful and appreciative with uh, how my family is supporting me. Just, I can't thank them enough.
1: Del, he gave a reason why he thinks that you didn't say no. What, what do you have to say about that?
0: You know, I don't know where it came from, but we knew we needed to get behind him because it meant that much to his self-esteem and his self-worth. And, and I got to tell you, that's why... You know we were so excited to come uh, here to Mesa and be a part of Visit Mesa because you know what they're doing uh, in this community and uh, supporting uh, families that are impacted by autism um, it means the world to those families and it's just amazing to see you know people give their time and their resources and their efforts to um, to trying to just you know have better life outcomes for people with diagnosis that are often uh, overlooked that's a pretty ringing endorsement. I asked Allison Brooks what
1: it felt like to hear that.
3: To hear it from you, to hear how we do impact these families, is it's really inspiring for us because it makes us want to do even more. So thank you for that.
1: Armani knows that not every child with an autism diagnosis will be able to become a NASCAR driver. But he has a message for every child and family that faces that challenge.
2: It's not the end of the world. A a lot of people have many dreams, and we as people with autism can have dreams too. It's never easy, but like I always feel like whatever brings you joy and happiness is something that's available to all of us in life. So whatever that dream is of something that you want to do when you grow up, go for it. Why not? Just never give up on hope. Never give up, period.
1: Mark your calendars. November 4th. NASCAR Truck Series Championship Race at Phoenix Raceway, the Lucas Oil 150. Armani will be there waiting for the green light, no doubt saying to himself, tell me that I can't, so I can show you that I can. Hope you've enjoyed meeting our makers. For Visit Mesa and for the love of Mesa, I'm Brian Nissen.